Hello, Spooksters. We are Wreak Havoc. I'm Ren. I'm Emma. I'm Anai. And I'm Keish. And we review horror films, either praising them or wreaking havoc upon them. Tonight, on this episode of Found Files, we are reviewing a mockumentary slash found footage hybrid, The Puff Keepsy Tapes. It has been making its rounds around TikTok, warning viewers, both horror movie buffs and amateur alike, of its supposed disturbing contents and has even been likened to the nature of snuff films. But does this film actually live up to the hype surrounding it? But first, our sponsor! This recording is possible through our sponsor, the Alverno College Media Hub. Need to borrow some technology equipment like headphones, recorders, and computers? Well, the Media Hub has your back. No unnecessary prying questions asked. They are here to support Alverno students, faculty, staff, and external rental clients. Just stop by the office located next to the Alverno College Computer Center. They're open Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. and Wednesday from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. Dissecting the plot as a whole, I think the film was good, but maybe the execution could have been a bit better. I think to have made it an actual horror slash scary film, the graphics could have been a more gruesome or gory. The idea of the tapes being the evidence of these murders that go on in the town of Poughkeepsie is really cool, and it's like something you'd see on like Criminal Minds. Yeah, and it's not just Poughkeepsie, Poughkeepsie, what are we calling? I said Poughkeepsie. (laughs) I mean, we could do it that way, I suppose. Yeah. But yeah, because it's not just in that one town. It's like he's dismembering people, and he's putting them in different counties, sometimes crossing state lines. Yeah, I also like the idea of the small interviews that the detectives share of their experience with the case. Uh, The plot overall of the killings is very interesting because the killer's face is never actually seen on film, but he's filming the killings themselves, multiple people who he ends up not killing, but could potentially ID him to the police if they had even the slightest idea of what he was doing. Yeah, and I think killers do that in real life. They put themselves in. They want to figure out where the cops are. Oh yeah, the film was very realistic in that aspect. And back to like how they put the plot together... I thought it was very interesting that they used a mixture of the mockumentary bits and the found footage aspects all throughout to create like a storyline of how Ed, the serial killer, started and then devolved and eventually, spoiler alert, got away from the police. Yeah. Uh, Just the sheer secrecy that the killer was able to have really makes the entire movie because he was kidnapping and killing many women, but also couples in their own homes which is even more of like a thickening aspect to the plot as a whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was one point that was early on that you see like security footage of him. Mm-hmm. And like, I think it was a gas station. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and... When he was signing. He was just signing. He's like yeah. telling the cops where to find the next body, which was real creepy to me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, all in all, I thought it was a very well put together film. Very, it was very similar to non-fiction, true crime, or even a history documentary, which definitely appealed to my inner true crime nerd because I have weird hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Yeah. It was very unsettling at moments as well. Like it wasn't like jump scares. I'll admit I was expecting a few more jump scares before we started watching it. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Yeah, I think, honestly, the freakiest part for me, at least, in the movie was that it's... People like the killer, they exist in real life. Mm -hmm. Like, people do this in real life, and it's just, especially, like, the stuff he does to his victims, like, that's happened. Yeah. And that's really, I think, the creepy bit for me. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the scariest parts, because uh, viewers out there, we watched this movie together, but during one of the moments in the film that we all audibly gasped and were like, no, 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 was the scene where Girl Scouts knock on the serial killer's yes. door wanting to sell cookies, and he invites them in, and we all were freaking out, like, no, get away! <laughs> so that's I, what I think is the scariest part of the film. <laughs> Yeah, I think for me, um, I don't know, whenever children are involved in, like, horror movies or serial, I always get such a nasty feeling in my gut, which is why, like, this film, I didn't really, I didn't really, I expected more jump scares, <laughs> but mm. that, the once the children were in, introduced, that's when I was like, ooh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the film does not spare the viewer. Uh, it starts off showing the first, uh, the, his first victim, basically, and it's an eight-year-old girl that he rapes and murders, and it, they immediately start us off by throwing us in headfirst into the worst possible thing. Yeah, he just walks right up to her with the camera and just starts asking her questions. I'm like, girl! Run? <laughs> yeah, it's... Yeah. We were screaming at the TV, I recall. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, initially when the film started, like, the first scene was like an oh crap reaction from all of us because the opening scene is a body being dragged out of a grave. Mm -hmm. And that yeah. is the first thing that you see in the film and it's like, okay, well, I know a little bit of what to expect if this is the very first scene that's happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Along with this, when, like, as soon as it started, the first impression I got was the office vibes. Mm -hmm. um, it's just the shakiness and then, like, the angles and the zooms. It's not to say it was bad because I love the office, but um, it just really reminded me of that uh, more than a crime footage documentary. But, I mean, I'm still kind of new to this genre, so maybe I'm wrong, but that's what I got. Um, I thought it was interesting, though. The same with the color in the film, which we'll probably discuss later. Mm -hmm. They had, like, a lot of, um, they had images from, like, black and white, and then they had super saturated colors, and then different, like, hues of just tones. It was, it was just very intense. <laughs> True enough. Uh, yeah, uh, going off of the, the office vibes, I definitely got, in the mockumentary parts, uh, it was very satirical. There was a dismemberment expert, and he seemed way too happy to be a dismemberment expert. <laughs> I mean, he was, I'm like, are you the killer? Yeah, he was way too happy, and then he gets really awkward at parts, and it's just very fun. There's a couple of like funny little characters in the mockumentary aspect, so if you watch it, th this movie is weirdly 
comical and satirical, mm-hmm. but also with the found footage parts gets way too real. So it's <laughs> yes, it's like a emotional roller coaster. Oh yes. Uh, but yeah, because of that, I didn't really find it scary, but like kind of just a cynical view into how the media handles ser- serial killers, mm. uh, like the one in the film named Ed, and how the media just kind of gives too much praise and attention to the killers, because in the mockumentary parts, they constantly are praising him. They praised him for uh, filming and... Uh, what's this called? The she, he was to... like chloroforming. Right? Yeah, chloroform. When he chloroformed, he was recording himself while chloroforming. Yeah, and they were like, he must have practiced that over and over. And it's like, no, he just held his hands in front yeah. of the seat. So they they praise him for weird things, and it's similar to how uh, the media also praises and almost romanticizes other serial killers in real life. Mm-hmm. All right, diving deeper into different film elements. Uh, Emma, why don't you go first? All righty, then. I was going into the cinematography of it, primarily. Mm-hmm. And like like I said before, the movie was very reminiscent of a true crime documentary, or mockumentary, as she, as Anahi brought up with The Office. And it was the most similar part of comparison was when they did the interviews with people. You have the camera, you have the person sitting on the left side of the screen or the right side of the screen with like their name and their job like labeled them as they talk and all that Mm. usually like a nice background either an office or quite an obvious green screen Mm -hmm. quite a few times very obvious green screen yes and in like the beginning in particular i thought the cinematography was very well done it was like in the air panning over like it was a forest and I believe a little bit of a small town yeah I couldn't tell if that was Poughkeepsie or not but it was just very colorful and bright and like just had a happy air to it which is a sharp contrast to the film as a whole yeah like going in you're like hmm this ain't gonna stay sunny forever mm-hmm. but yeah I like I also really really liked how the filmmakers were able to make it very obvious when we were seeing the killer's tapes versus when they were doing stuff for the documentary. Mm-hmm. And, like, when the killer was recording himself, they made the tapes look distorted. Like, he was, I don't know, on using a slightly older or slightly broken camera that was just going in and out of color and black and white. And night vision a few times. I think it went into night vision yeah. a few times. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, the coloring that they made his recordings just made it a lot creepier, mm. I think. And a lot more unsettling, which kind of yeah. ups the feel, fear factor. Also, can we talk about how during some of the mockumentary bits, the camera was like totally unaligned like yeah. totally like it was just tilted yeah and it kind of makes me wonder and now we're i'm maybe getting a little ahead of myself it kind of makes me wonder maybe the serial killer is the one in charge of making the film because it kind of follows the same shaky camera mm-hmm. bad camera quality because uh, we saw uh in earlier in the film how he went up to one of the victim's mothers to film yeah, it was Cheryl's, I think. Yeah, yeah. Cheryl's yeah, Cheryl's mom. Uh, yeah, so he is the type to do all that. 
And so, and it, the film leaves it totally up to the viewer to figure that out and, you know, come to their own conclusions. But yeah, because of the cinematography of some of the documentary bits, I'm wondering, maybe Ed found himself in the filmmaking <laughs> industry. Yeah. He might have. He likes to film himself. Exactly. So, who knows? And what do you think about, like, acting-wise, Ren? Oh, yeah. This uh, is what you were in charge of. <laughs> so, yeah, the actors totally nailed the documentary vibe in the beginning parts because it definitely gave, as Ani mentioned, the office vibes. Okay. They were just goofy characters. Uh, but then you got to the actors for the found footage segments, and their acting was mm-hmm. crazy good, heartbreaking even. Uh, the actor for Cheryl Dempsey, played by Stacey Chabosky, uh, by the way, she is the director's wife. Oh. Fun fact. Oh. Yeah. So uh, she had to play a character. Uh, well, she had to convey a character arc that starts with her just being a normal girl to being kidnapped, tortured both physically and mentally, and then being forced to kill and not being so, and being so like beyond traumatized that a life without the sort of constant pain and suffering is no longer fulfilling to her after 10 years of being in. It was over 10 years. I yeah, think. over 10 years of being kidnapped by Ed. Yeah, and like, that's, terrible that's things. severe Stockholm, I think, at some point. Yeah, yeah, no, her acting at the end was so heartbreaking to see her be, like, physically free, yet still actively tortured by Ed psychologically. So it was, she did an amazing job because it, it was heartbreaking, absolutely. I keep repeating the word heartbreaking because that's how I felt. Yeah, your just heart yeah. drops right to your stomach. Yeah, because it's definitely a real thing. Uh, maybe not Stockholm syndrome because I know there's like that's a debated upon topic, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the being so used to a life of pain that you almost need to go back to it because you don't know a life without it, mm-hmm. and it's really depressing to see and. Uh, having uh, Stacey Chbosky, like perfectly portray that, in my opinion, it, it's a wonderful film element, element, and it's a huge contrast to the mockumentary parts where you get these goofy characters like the dismemberment act expert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that guy was weird. <laughs> He's so funny. <laughs> and then that one SWAT guy, crazy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I liked how each actor for the role of the victims also brought a different personality to the role. Mm-hmm. And they aren't all just like the same female victim archetype like I've seen in a lot of movies in the past. No damsel in distress. Yeah, they were all, they were a mixture of doing what they need to survive, like Cheryl, mm-hmm. killing to survive. And then the ones that, you know, get quiet and are like, no, la, 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 you know, and other stuff like that. Like, there's a range of personalities. It's not just female victim num- number one, female victim number two. So I like that it kind of gave a little bit of dignity <laughs> to the victims. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and going into, like, the overall seriousness of the movie provided, I think mainly, like, is one of the bigger topics that we want to discuss. And this film is, like, banned from many streaming services and platforms. Like, over the world, really. And, like, I've talked to people that, like, haven't seen it, but they're like, oh, I've heard of that. I've seen it on TikTok. Like, so many people are raving about it. So when we found a platform that had it, we were, like, ready to dive in, ready to go. So, as I said before, the beginning scene is a shot of what looks like a body being dragged from a grave. And I don't know about you guys, but seeing a grave 
at the beginning scene is one thing, but also a body being taken from it. <laughs> like, it was dragged up by the car or something. Yeah, like, yeah. it looked like it was being, like, lifted by, <clears throat> I don't know what, just dragged. Like, it was tied to something and being dragged out. Yeah, by her neck. Yeah, by the neck, crazy. which is insane. And it was Cheryl, wasn't it? It was yeah, Cheryl. Yeah, it was Cheryl. Yeah. We found out at the end of this, like, the last clip, we, it, like, connects back to the initial scene where the body's being dragged out. We find out that it's actually Cheryl because her body goes missing after she's buried. Yeah. Which is also, like, sick and super sad, but, like, we also know in real life there are grave diggers who go into people's grave to, like, steal mm-hmm. jewelry, but, like, stealing the body is a completely different mm-hmm. level of, mm-hmm. like, disgusting. And also, it's being filmed on what looks like a camcorder, like that old, like, raggedy mm-hmm. type of, like, video, like, home videos type of thing. Mm-hmm. And that itself just makes it pretty scary to me because it's, like, this is, like, a family camera being, like, filmed dragging <laughs> yeah. somebody out of the grave. <sighs> and although there were some alarming scenes and some, like, shocking material being spewed from the characters, like the detectives, like, they're like, yeah. this is so sick, I don't even want to explain it to you type of thing, the movie was not exactly scary. Um, there were, yeah. like, weren't any, like, jump scares, like Emma mentioned earlier, that got me, like, oh, my God, covering my eyes with a blanket type of scared, yeah. how other movies do. But I think it was more scary in the way that things like this could happen and do happen. And that it's, like, it's just scary that it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. And that, like, mm-hmm. there are people willing and bold enough to, like, do these crimes and to, like, record these things and, like, put them out there and that aren't found. Like, that's mm-hmm. the scariest part to me of the whole film. Yeah. What I want to go back to as well is the film's use of color theory. I wanted to really kind of highlight it um, and praise it because I feel like they did a really good job on it. For example, how I mentioned how whenever they would show the killings, it'd be shown in black and white. But then the footage beforehand, it would be in very, like, warm, saturated colors. So very highs in reds and yellows. Uh, just to kind of show that warmth and the innocence. And then... Um, or even during the killings, they do the complete opposite and showing complementary colors. So in orange and in blue, which if you know about color, it if when you put those two colors together, it makes it more like pop out, which is why I really remember that one scene. Um, they also included a lot of static like how we mentioned how mm-hmm. it was it, it was like an old camera yeah, or like it was yeah so I think including that just really added to it as well um and then I don't know I just feel like the whole movie just very interesting color wise because then we also would get the scenes in the interviews it'd be like very gray like in the office and all that mm. Yeah, like, it was filmed yeah. years ago. And then it would cut to, like, the town or to the forest, to the streets, and then there's so much color. And then the next scene, it'd be black and white with the killing. And then the next scene after, it'd just be, like, super saturated. So I feel like it was just, it was all over the place in, in a very interesting way. Would you say that it was a good thing? I would say it was a good thing because it kept me very, like, on your toes yeah and it, mm-hmm. it it didn't because so much was going on like with one like a color shift to another i my i didn't get distracted mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah i get that 
Yeah, and it also felt very put together too. Yeah. Like despite how much it bounced, mm-hmm. like it felt very put together. Yeah, it was very cool, like chaotic but cohesive. You know. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. All right, guys. So on a scale of one to five spooks, what would you rate this film? And just for context, uh, five out of five spooks is you need multiple therapy sessions to get over it. One out of five spooks is you can watch it over and over again and you'd still be bored. Uh, Me personally, I thought this film was more of like a two out of five spooks because obviously it scared me a little bit because of its realistic aspects and the amount of horrifying things portrayed specifically with Cheryl Dempsey's character. Uh, But overall, just wasn't that scary. Uh, I think the hype around it was way, like, over-sensationalized, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, What about you, Emma? I think I would probably give it a good three, if only because, like, if I had seen this in theaters where I could not, like, talk to my friends about it around me and, like, just in a dark room with that happening in front of me would have definitely been very unsettling. Mm-hmm. But, like, at the same time, like, I I have seen a lot of horror movies in my life. It didn't hit the full-on spookiness that I've seen in other horror movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what about you, Anahi? Um, I think I would also give it a three. Again, um, it really wasn't that spooky. I've seen... I think I think the reason why is because I came in here with a high expectation mm. because of what um, all of you guys were saying. Yeah. So I was like, oh, well, I'm ready to, you know, be scared. And I wasn't. Scared so but, much I pee myself or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wasn't scared, just disgusted in, in yeah. some certain scenes, which is why it's at a three instead of a two. Because I feel like this type of movie, um, I would just sit down and, like, crochet like like it's like, <laughs> yeah. a youtube video like a little like you yeah. know just something of past time i think it's really when you think put yourself in the character's shoes mm-hmm. that really yeah. kind of upset a bit yeah plus we all watched it like you know as emma was saying like we all watched it together we watched it in daylight and yeah if we were to watch it individually then obviously the scoring would be different so yeah True. I think it would be a little bit more disturbing. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, I'm going to give it, like, one and a half, two. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, like, I don't like scary movies at all. I cannot oh. sit through a scary movie. <laughs> yeah. And this one, like, I watch Criminal Minds every day. Like, it's, mm-hmm. like, religiously. Like, I have to mm-hmm. watch it. And I would say even some of those episodes scared me a little bit more mm-hmm. than, oh, yeah. than this. But also, this is... Like, it's terrifying because there was little kids involved. There mm-hmm. is a person who, like, whose life was altered, like, permanently because of the things that were happening in this, like, movie. And I know things like that happen actually, unfortunately. So I'm not going to give it, like, a zero because it is somewhat realistic. But also, like, the mockumentary parts make it a little bit, like... Comical? Comical and yeah. goofy. And it's like, yeah. like, why is the killer in this mask right now, like, crawling on the ground? Like, what is he doing? That was yeah. a weird like, ass It's scene. just weird. Goofy. Play goofy. doctor mask. Yeah. And he acted goofy in that one scene where he killed that one woman, rest in peace. 
but he just walked, crawled on all fours in his mask, walked up to two her. Two masks. I think he had two masks. Yeah, he had yeah. two masks on, and he walked up to her in all fours, and then like, what, stabbed, stabbed her in the neck. neck with, like, two needles. Yeah. And like, right into an artery. Yeah, it was... It was horrifying. The the actor portraying the victim was did a very good job, but yeah, it, he was contrasted by this goofy looking dude, and it yeah. just to- totally took I me f- out of the scare. Basically, yeah. I feel like it, if they had added just because like they kept talking about how like gory they were, how disgusting the the tapes were. Yeah, I'm like, can we see like the full scene of him shoving the head into her stomach? Mm-hmm. Then? Yeah, yeah, that would have been horrifying. Like, yeah. That scene itself, like, you guys didn't notice it at first. I'm like, no, that's a head. That's a human head. Yeah, yeah. Like, at first you don't notice it, and then when you go back, it's like, that's, like, legitimately insane. Like, mm-hmm. you have to go through a lot to, one, sever one's head, but also to open another person up and Keep place them alive yeah. so that they're aware their boyfriend's head is in yes. their stomach. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. That was one of the first gory aspects of the movie, and I... I think it set my hopes way too high. Yeah, yes. I feel like we needed like it. I feel like it needed more of yeah. the gore. I wanted them to keep up that energy, that messed up energy. Like it kind of fell flat after he got Cheryl. Yeah, yeah. it really yeah. did. Even though Cheryl was a lot, it it was horrifying in a more psychological way. Mm-hmm. Whereas with this movie, with the hype surrounding it, I was expecting more of heads and stomachs type of stuff. You know what yeah. I mean? Yes, like. Keish read the Wikipedia page at one point mm-hmm. while the we were looking Wikipedia it up. Page the Wikipedia is page scarier. is scarier than the movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, in class, I'm reading the Wikipedia page, and I'm like, holy crap, like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch this. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm definitely not watching it by myself. Like, I'm going to watch it with you guys. And then we watch it, and I'm like, I go home, and I'm like, dude, I could probably watch that again yeah. if I, I was. To. I was so ready to be totally traumatized after I was ready this. for him to, like, take a rock and slam it over one of the Girl Scouts' heads or something. Yeah, yeah which would have been horrifying. I mean, uh, low-key, I'm happy it didn't happen because that would have been just, just been like, when he gave <laughs> When he gave them drinks, I expected them, like, both to drop. Yeah. 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 I'm like, I expected them to just hit the floor. Mm-hmm. And then, like, he removed the sheet and, like, Cheryl was the table. I was uh, like, okay, that was creepy, but, like, yeah. I expected more. Yeah, it's just a lot of unsettling things and not yeah. necessarily Just disturbing. Scary. Yeah. Like, it's a more of a disturbing, more than, like, scary movie. Mm-hmm. Just, like, scary in the way that, like, oh, this could happen, but it's more disturbing because... Like, if he had beheaded one of the prostitutes, that would have been great. Yeah, like, that would have been <laughs> right. actually horrifying. But it's disturbing because it's, it like, these things happen and it's, like, how could someone do that? So it's scary in that aspect, but not scary as to where, like, sheets are over my face and I'm, like... Crying. I can't go to yeah. bed. I need to turn the lights on. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I've been in some horror movies, like, in the theater. I've literally just covered my ears and closed my eyes, like, for 30 seconds because I don't want to see what's happening. I watched the entire thing with perfectly fine. Yeah, I made you go back at certain parts. Yeah. I was like, did you? <laughs> did you see that? <laughs> was that real? Like, do I hear that? Like, I'm hearing that. Yeah, it was never a, no, I can't see that. Oh, my God, that happened. Skip to ahead. Yeah. Skip ahead. Yeah. Like, no, it was just... There were a lot of goofy moments here, yeah. which I kind of enjoyed. But I wonder. Yeah. expert. I like how we just keep going back to him. He was just such a character. He was yeah. just weird. Like mm-hmm. he was like describing. He's like he used all these different instruments, but at the same time, he just had a weird, creepy smile plastered on his face. And I was mm-hmm. like, he was impressed. He was definitely yeah. impressed. Like he used this. He knows how to use this instrument. He used a hacksaw, but he also mm-hmm. knows how to use like this circular saw. It's like yeah. a bandsaw. I'm like, he's like this dude is talented. I'm like, yeah. 
There were a lot of also just cliche characters, mm-hmm. which I liked, uh, which uh, partially attributed to my score, my higher score, because otherwise I would have given a one. Yeah. But I gave it two spooks specifically because of how funny it was. Like, there were a bunch of cliches with the... Like that one professor where they're showing this film to a class full of like aspiring cops or FBI oh, yeah, he's like agents. A police chief. Yeah, yeah, and he he was a retired police chief or whatever, and he was just also just such a cliche. Like yeah, he it was like, no, see that? It's gonna be a lot worse. All Gideon from yeah, freaking Criminal Minds. <laughs> three of you guys are gonna drop out today. This is too much, and it's just. And then like we don't see anything horrifying. We just yeah. see the aftermath. It's it, like him doing sign language at the gas station. That guy's like, he's doing sign language. He's like, exactly. Do you know sign language? It's like one of those like super stereotypical like in a police academy. Yeah. Three of you guys are not strong enough to make it, but the rest of you like you're gonna see this every day like type mm-hmm. of thing. And, yeah. like, half of the faces were just, like, blank, like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> like. I liked, though, that, like, they had men and women in that little class. Because, mm-hmm. like, oh, some, yeah. like, they didn't fall in the stereotypes of big macho man's got to be the FBI agent. Yeah. yeah. It definitely did have, like, the one woman who was sitting next to the guy who was like, oh, he's doing sign language. She was definitely more terrified. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. most of the things that she was seeing was happening to women. Mm-hmm. And... Like, they weren't really showing, like, the things that were, like, obviously the one that, the couple that got murdered inside of the girlfriend's house. Mm-hmm. They didn't get to see that part. She's just seeing the woman who's, like, dissected with a head inside of her, and she's, like, no, thank you. what? Like, why is no one else as freaked out as me? Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah, it was very, I'd say B-rated, maybe? Yeah, like a... B tier movie. B tier movie. Mm-hmm. Not like lowest of the low, but not like as high as expectations were. Mm-hmm. And that will bring us to the end of our podcast today. Thank you all so much for listening in, and thank you to our sponsor, the Media Hub, for helping make this podcast possible. Uh, so, did you guys think that the Puff Keepsy types lived up to its hype? What were your thoughts on the film? Let us know on Twitter at Reek Havoc. And don't forget to follow us on all of our other social media pages at also at Wreak Havoc on TikTok, Tumblr, and Instagram. Thank you again. Have a spooky night! <laughs>